Um, no, I would say uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I would say the dog park, event center, and Shillong uh, uh, Falls are the top three. Ten percent is city manager. City style manager. Event. Then you have the uh, mayor style. Mayor style. What's the other and two? Within the mayor style, there's two kinds: weak uh. mayor and strong mayor. Right? Weak mayor and strong mayor. So strong mayor is like what Boise does, right? Why can't? Why is Boise have it, but we don't have it? Um, you know. I, I would have to look at the history of that. Recording. We're good on that one. I cannot believe I exhausted that battery. I should have probably charged 11 it hours of content. That's 11 good. hours of content, <clears throat> Perry. Okay, so then you want to put these on? on? Yeah, and then, uh, then, yeah. I haven't played this game since I did a little podcast with Patrick Farnsworth a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, so, and then... Oh, uh, good sound. Good sound, and then you bring this closer to yourself right there, like a really close. Oh, really close? Yeah, there you go. So oh, now, my own voice, terrible. Isn't that crazy? Now you can hear yourself talking That's here. That's what everyone wants. Yeah. <laughs> all right, hold on one more second here. Let me just make sure all this stuff is still running, and then we'll uh, resume here really quick. Oh, I need like a second person to just manage all of this stuff. Yeah, you need an intern. Yeah, I need an intern. If you have any interns... That wow. would be like monitoring cameras or doing I might, but the, the communication department might be a good choice for that. Yeah, maybe. Get yeah. some burgeoning PR person over yeah, here. Yeah, let them know. Like, hey, I got some stuff. I'll show you how to edit. I'll show you how to do everything. Uh, essentially, I'm a content creator, and they, if that's what they want to be doing. That's All the young people want to create the, the content. The, all the young people want to be the content creator. All right, that's going. That's going. And then just listen to you. All right. Okay. I am. I am ready now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Welcome to another podcast. Um, I've exhausted all my camera batteries. So now we're my this angle is just regular camera and then this other one is going to be way more like uh cooler you know i'm a purist i think podcasts would probably just be audio so it's probably fine (laughs) yeah yeah um i like it in an uh i like it in this format and uh it basically you know it's kind of like a joe rogan kind of style podcast you know what i mean free form free form okay perry so you've seen um all of the candidates, right? Uh, I thought what would be a good idea is you and I just kind of talk about some stuff and see where it goes. You, we've talked off camera about some stuff, and it was like, oh my god, I need all of this let's stuff. Talk. So we'll we'll have to resume all of that. So I guess first, let's. Uh, I've, I I want to establish something first here. I've talked to these people for 11 and a half hours. If there is a you person... You are a civic hero. Yeah, I am... Uh, yeah, I am... If there is a person that has, like, taken the initiative and you want to kind of hear what they have to say, I feel like it's me. I, you've also talked to these people as well. If you've had... Have not that much time collectively, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you've talked to them at the uh, Times News event. Yes. And uh, a meet and greet at CSI yeah. itself. And so it was very limited time, obviously. I mean, still, I would say maybe you're at two hours, three hours. Like yeah, probably all some emails, better, like, co- getting combined. them organized. Yeah, kind of like something like that. So collectively, we you and I have 
maybe like 12, 13. Uh, yeah, I think unless you're going to talk to their friends and family, you probably yeah. can't talk to anyone that has yeah. heard as much. Yeah, so we have definitely talked a lot. Okay, so I thought it would be kind of like a good idea to kind of go over some of the ballot. Yeah, I got the sample then, ballot here. And then kind of, uh, you have the sample ballot. Again, it's just two bubbles, and we'll talk about the third bubble missing. Yeah, you got two races, and then nothing Nothing here. here. Yeah, seat, we'll talk about seat that. Six? Seats uh, six, exactly. We'll talk about that as well, too. Um, so let's talk about, uh, I would say, let's start with seat five. I like seat five uh, first, okay? So it's yeah. ranged as Spencer, Mike, Leah, and uh, Hannah. Uh, and I will tell you, that's the list here on this sample ballot, but it will be probably different when you go to vote because oh, the county randomly rotates the, the names. The county random. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, because, you know, as people do, they're like, I don't know who these people are. What so they're randomly rotating so that. So that there's no bias to the person just coming in and bubbling the first The response. first one. Interesting. Smart. Boom. There you go, right. people. We have learned something right off the bat. Okay. This is why I have you here because I would have never known that, that they're like a, a cycling yeah, through it. Yeah, something you maybe don't think about, but there is, you know, when people go to make these decisions, I've heard. So one of the things we didn't talk about before we started is that... For almost 10 years now, mm -hmm. I've been the chief judge at a precinct. Chief uh, judge? Yeah, that's the term for it, which is what kind does of that mean? too are you, fancy. Like, are you an actual judge sentencing people to, like, prison or something? Or? So, at your, where you go to vote, your polling place has, like, a staff of people uh -huh. that help out on that day. And they're just random citizens, yeah. right? We do some training with the county. And the person who's in charge of your polling place is called the chief judge. Oh, so and you're then, a chief judge at a location. Yes, at polling at a certain polling place. At a place. certain location. And, then, and each location has one of these chief, chief judges. judges. Yeah, and they're like accountable for what happens at the precinct. Uh -huh. And then they have poll workers that work for them. And those are my students. I recruit students every gotcha. time to work there. And so, you know... Uh, at your precinct, I, I've heard over the years a lot of interesting exchanges, right? Like mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, like two people coming in, they don't know anyone on the ballot. They go, you vote for that one, I'll vote for this one. Or, what you are know, you people, doing? The reality is political scientists know this. <laughs> no, like, don't do that. People use a lot of weird decision-making Any, mini, miny, mo. Uh, Definitely. Like, don't, do not do that. Listen, I have 11 and a half hours <laughs> and we're doing a summary of who the best candidate is, in my opinion, here. So that's what I wanted to kind of do. Well, that's so, good because this is a really hard one, you know, for, for better or for worse, when you take away a party label, mm -hmm. right? City council, like City council, partisan, no party labels. So now you can really, make it really hard to make your choice. Yeah, you can't do that whole regular, uh, I'm a Republican or a de uh, Democrat. No. Uh, you can't just pick a, uh, uh, party lines anymore. You have to kind of like do your own research. So if you don't know anything about it, you might bubble the first one. You might <laughs> yeah, pick a you name might... you like. You might pick a gender you like. That's the things we yeah, know that people key off. Exactly. Of. Um, I do want a woman in office. So, uh, but you don't really know exactly what to, <laughs> to stand like, for. Like, yeah. Oh, it's Terry Miller. Yeah, exactly. So this was kind of like you know what I did, Perry. I made an Excel spreadsheet of uh, questions that were important to me, and then I basically try to grill them. You know, like, hey, nice. tell me what you're gonna do about this and then this is kind of like was a way for me to go ahead and figure out who my best candidate is personally for myself okay mm -hmm. it all started with like the first question which was graffiti and uh, talking ah. about uh, graffiti with these people perry i realized that graffiti is already a solvable 
problem as long as the community gets involved and they just submit a city ordinance via uh, violation so mm -hmm. anybody that basically sees uh, graffiti somewhere they can just take a snapshot of it and send it send to it an to email city. and then they'll fix it immediately so then I was like why am I asking that stupid question <laughs> like uh, you're not gonna do shit <laughs> you know so like, uh, problems kind of solved. problem solved we just need to have a system in place where we basically kind of report this graffiti easier for the citizens right mm -hmm. so that I one just got out of the question right then my next question was this is where we're gonna start getting into the correct uh, questions that matter to me was you know I have a dog right mm -hmm. uh, you saw me scooting around right through, the through the park and so forth right um, anyways I feel like the dog park is very important to mm -hmm. me, okay? And I feel like it's been neglected. There's a lot of like these crazy puddles and uh, we need a shelter there and so forth. So basically, I was kind of grilling them on who thinks that basically we should improve the dog park. And here are their answers, okay? okay. Spencer, yes, he likes the idea of getting the dog park fixed, right? Then we got Mike Allrad. He didn't know anything about the dog park, so he was neutral. So he's like, I can't give you so an I answer because... Let's see what citizens have to say. Yeah, huh? let's see. Yeah, the, one of let's those. Let's see what the dogs have to say. Let's see what the dogs have to say. So he had no kind of answers on that. And then we have Leah basically says, uh, yes, I want the dog park fixed. And then, uh, then we have Hannah. No. Oh. Doesn't want the dog park to be fixed, says, said uh, she would not put any money into the dog park. Maybe just she's not aware of how bad it is over there. So maybe I'll mm -hmm. show like a video as it's happening if she sees you this. You know, uh, educating. Uh, educating the people, you know. Well, she's we like, talk a lot about educating citizens, but yeah. citizens' role are to educate decision makers, right? Yeah. So that's basically, so basically who resonates with me there the most, I would say is Spencer and Leah, right? Uh, because they said yes. So we went on, right? Then I asked about, uh, like, obviously, like, the road improvements and stuff like that. Yeah, that was the main infrastructure, you know, I, in our Times News Forum is mm -hmm. a much more general, though I love that we're asking these specific questions. Specific questions. You know, when you have five people getting, like, a few minutes in an hour-long forum, we didn't get that specific but infrastructure, yeah, which infrastructure maybe includes dog parks. Yeah, so so topic. so the infrastructure. My whole deal was like the roads are messed up, the potholes are messed, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it went back to again. It needs to be some kind of app system where citizens can go ahead and report this. Yeah, like Domino's. Uh, doing. Yeah, or something. <laughs> Do you remember a few years ago, Domino's. D Domino's was fixing uh, pretty, potholes. It was either. Do I'm pretty sure it was Domino's. But yeah, can't they do that? They legally? had a they had a whole ad campaign that was like, Domino's your pizza is getting screwed up by potholes. Send us a snap, and maybe we can like fix the pothole. How can and they legally like, do and that? And I was like, what a dystopian world we live where in. Where Domino's where is fixing. Where pizza companies are fixing our city streets. That's insane. But if they want to do it, let them do it. I'm like, uh, maybe they just made a contract with the city saying, hey, we'll fix these right. potholes for free. We have pizza on the line. Yeah, <laughs> We have pizza on the line. That's interesting. So all of them were on board on this uh, fixing the streets. So I don't even like to even talk about that because... Uh, it's it's like a, such a generic yeah, question. It it, it's like the obviously they're gonna are, say like how yes. How much of the budget? How quickly it will be done? How are you gonna contract for it? Yeah, know? yeah. So obviously they were all on board. So I just psh, bye bye question. Now we move on to the next question. Okay, <laughs> this is more now back into the specifics. What do you think about an event center? Like a giant mm. event center that can hold like 10,000 people. I showed him like an image, how it might look like, like the Nampa ah. one, right? And then uh, it's like, where are you at with uh, potentially having a Twin Falls have a giant event center so we can have giant concerts, you know, bring yeah. giant bands, have like this amazing atmosphere. Let's see what they had to say, you know? Spencer, 
likes the idea. Great. Uh, Mike Allred uh, said no. Does not like the idea of a concert. Said basically that the population needs to be bigger. I disagree. Um, I think the population right now is at 50. Another guy said 100,000 people are in the city uh, based off of data itself. So it's like... Yeah, on any given day in Twin Falls City, there is 80 to 100,000, sometimes up to like 150,000 that come from all these surrounding communities to shop, and which is an interesting question. You know, I didn't hear any discussion of this at my forums, maybe on yours, but I'm always interested in talking about local option sales tax. Local option yeah, sales tax. So I, off camera, we were talking about how, you know, the state of Idaho really has a strong hold on what we can do, especially mm-hmm. tax-wise, yeah. in our local communities. But, you know, this yeah. relates H- to Hannah problems. Cameron was saying something about, like, uh, sales tax and all this, like, property tax is all determined by the state or something like that. Sales tax for sure. Property tax, we have a little bit more authority over, but definitely when in it, whenever we're raising taxes in the state of Idaho, mm-hmm. there's a, a really high bar to jump. Usually, like a super majority, uh, yeah. you know, needs to consent to it essentially. But you know, when we're talking about the potholes on our streets, yeah. One of the reasons for that is we are, yeah. We can increase sales tax to get some money well, to we fix can't, it. Is the thing. We can't. But wouldn't we like to? Because here's the thing. 50-ish thousand people live in the city of Twin Falls, right? Yeah. And 50-ish thousand people's property taxes, mm-hmm. less than that, obviously, but like a city of that size's property taxes maintain these streets. Yeah. But on the weekend, 120,000 people are here. Yeah. They don't they pay contribute. property taxes. Yeah, they, they contributed to the problem, making the streets worse. The streets are bad because they're used by more people than the, the city than can the, support. And here's the other so thing, here, Perry. Well, here's the solution, though. What if just in the city of Twin Falls you could raise the sales tax by one cent. Mm-hmm. And all that extra money that comes from people coming from Burley and Sun how Valley. Does that make, how do you do that then? You'd have to have the state legislature change the law to allow us to make that choice. This particular, like all of the legislators or just... They would, uh, yeah, the House and the Senate and the state oh, legislature. Oh, yeah, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> and it's a, been a controversy for a long time. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. You cannot agree. have those people agree on that. I was like, maybe we just... Nope, nope, nope. Let's move on to something that's more feasible here. Yeah, I think it's a big solution if I, we can convince mean, our lawmakers. The thing is, like, uh, you, you would uh, you would have to make it so that these uh, lawmakers can only raise a sales tax a cent or a couple cents, not like crazy amount, whatever they feel determined. Well, it would see, have to be. This would allow the cities to make the choice for their own specific cities' needs, and there are. Some that's that, that doesn't make so uh, lawmakers probably wouldn't like that because what if they a city's like they want consistency across the cities. yeah they want all of the cities to be the same but there are some cities that have flexibility resort towns like like uh, ketchum and mccall get some more flexibility they have flexibility more so in a lot of these cases than we do i think there is a local option in mccall and ketchum interesting okay didn't know about that but that's kind of cool i just can't see i can't see uh all of the senators and uh the the other representatives, representatives, right, Uh, basically saying we'll allow the cities to go ahead and uh, choose their own uh, sales tax uh, number. It might be like... An amount above the base, essentially. Yeah, amount above the base. Maybe it could be like, okay, we'll allow each city to go ahead and go uh, change the sales tax up to like 25 cents or something like that. Oh, dang, I don't think they'd allow that. Maybe one or two. (laughs) One or two cents. One one extra cent would be a tremendous amount of revenue. Really? Let's... Okay, I think maybe we can get people to agree on one cent increase uh i think and then for sales tax because then uh then uh yeah what it essentially does is you know people come in from out of the area they use our infrastructure our police services mm-hmm. all those types of things they shop here yeah which is great for business 
but they use our infrastructure and then they go home. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so if there was a little bit of that shopping they did here. Yeah, we get some of that little revenue yeah, back into the city to, to fix Falls. it. Yeah. Yeah, it might have to be kind of like a one cent over uh, on board for everybody. Uh, and then mm -hmm. that would be kind of like, okay, I'm fine with an increase of one cent, you know, yeah. which would be perfectly fine. I, I, I'm totally on board on that. Uh, but so back to the whole uh, event center, right? Mike Allred was a no. He said population needs to be bigger. Uh, when I said to Leah, what do you think about this? She said, yes, she likes the event center as well. And then Hannah, a no again, <laughs> you know. I'm getting a lot of no's from Hannah, okay? So a lot this of is diversity in opinion, like, though. Yeah, so basically where we're at right now is my two best candidates are looking for me, like her Spencer and Leah, okay? Uh, okay, then we start drilling concerts, down. Concerts, dog parks. Concerts and dog parks. That's what matters to me, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, then we move on to a little bit more drilling down. I even started asking them more specific questions, like, what Would bands? You, no, well, not not what bands is like where at because you know we had that one person try to put it in uh, Rock Creek, yeah, and then that didn't go through. I pitched them this idea: let's put it at the Sunway Soccer Complex so it can coexist mm -hmm. uh, over there, and it could be maybe like a temporary thing that goes up and uh, takes down in the winter or something like that mm -hmm. for storage or something like that. I don't know. Um, and uh, basically, here's how the people responded again. Uh, Spencer was open to the idea, but uh, it needed to make sure that it didn't increase sales tax and, uh, you know, can increase sales tax and it has to be a revenue sharing uh, system. So where the city gets some money for ah. putting on the concerts. So I think what he's referencing there, back to the sales tax discussion, is even like, you know, the sales tax that we already pay in the city. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're shopping at Winco and you're paying sales tax on a product there, you might assume that that sales tax you're paying here in Twin Falls all goes to Twin Falls City, but <laughs> right. it actually goes to the state, yeah, and then the state, the state shares back a portion yeah, of that with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you're proposing, your one cent, uh, would be just for Twin just Falls. for Twin Falls that itself. Extra is just Twin Falls. Uh, yeah, we're not putting it back into the state itself. Exactly. We're taking that one cent and we're keeping just for it. Us. Yeah, and and we can, you know, how how would you? make an initiative of this would you start like a ballot or something to make this happen like let's make this one cent one you, cent it would have to be a state level action it could be ballot initiative it could be just a, a regular law passed by the state legislature mm -hmm. but it would basically have to be a law allowing cities to make the choice yeah once you do that then the city itself would have to take a vote i think everybody would have to it. everybody would be like oh hell yeah we want this one cent because it's probably it's going to give us this much money i'm a very big i don't mind a cent you know what i mean it doesn't hurt me in my pocket for one cent i feel like mm -hmm. uh, so but again i don't know if maybe if you buy something very expensive then it's no longer one cent then you're right. looking you're at like, like a really now nah, <laughs> we were looking at like uh 50 bucks you know that i'm putting back into the city you know you're like fix those potholes fix those potholes i gave you freaking 50 bucks I a car near yeah yeah fix these potholes so i started drilling them down into like uh what about placing it over there right uh mm -hmm. and uh spencer was like you said open to it uh mike was all again obviously no because he didn't want it in the first yeah. place leah uh is let's ask the people where they want it 
I'm not too big of a fan of let's ask the people. It's like I'm electing people to go ahead and uh, make, those make those choices. Otherwise, what has to happen is you have to create a ballot or, or like a what is it called? Like a yeah, you're an initiative have to have or a vote or maybe you yeah, just, it's like everything that's important. Let's have a poll. No, polling, no, polling is very expensive. Yeah, polling and you gotta f have everybody come in. Uh, like oh, try find this. Like I'll we're, sign we're this. We're moving to that town hall meeting style government. Yeah, that we're talking about. yeah. And we'll get to that too. Um, so, so then um, basically the last thing was, uh, oh, let me kind of see where I'm at. And so Hannah was no on that. Uh, Leah was less, less as the people, right? So I said no, no uh, on her. And then, um, so again, two people that are standing out is probably for me is Spencer and Leah, right? And then uh, we move on to the last thing is I wanted a gondola. In, at okay. Shoshone Falls, right? Oh, okay. So that way I people... Like, where? It's flat. Uh, it's, oh. it's at Shoshone Falls to go to the bottom. So that way That's people haven't, uh, have like, it blows their mind down yeah. there, right? So that way anybody can get down there and have this amazing experience and have mm. it, like, uh, you know, have their minds be blown from a different perspective and then have that as yeah, revenue. Maybe there's a proposal for Idaho Power who kind of owns that park and that water project. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, who owns that is the city city owns the land right there so it would be built on city land itself and go down to like the yeah maybe the i could try to convince like jerome or something like that i'm like hey <laughs> go let's build let's go from the jerome side to the uh bottom and then you take all this revenue and then uh you know i don't know do whatever you want to do in jerome i don't know <laughs> uh but anyways, so some kind of system where you get to the bottom, right? And then you charge people to go ahead and, you know, to... To, to be uh, allowed to go back to, up. To be able to go back up because like, yeah, because I go down there, Perry, like walking and I have a secret pathway, you know, it's freaking nuts, but it's amazing down there. You want to show more people your secret pathway? No. That so okay. the thing is like, I'm not showing anybody my secret pathway. So basically, here's how some of these people responded to this, right? Uh, Spencer was like, no, I don't want to disturb the beauty down there. So he's an, a component of no uh, on that. Uh, Mike Allred uh, said a yes, but I don't think he understood Spencer's point of view, you know, that mm. disturbing the mm -hmm. beauty down there, I guess. Um, and then Leah was, again, neutral on this. Oh, all right. She, she just said, I have no answer to that. Yeah, uh, and that I was is like, a, that's a novel proposal. I have no say. answer to that. I'm like, okay, great. Well, thanks for at least trying to answer it, right? And then Hannah was, I will consider that. So um, that's kind of where that's all of those answers are. So there you go. Interesting. Interesting, right? And then uh, the last part was uh, I saw you were on KMET, and let's jump into this. Yeah. You were talking about the strong mayor style, okay? Yeah. So now... People that don't understand what this strong mayor style is. I have a chapter is, in a textbook. You have you. a chapter in a textbooks here. You basically, this is, I'm going to try to summarize it how I understand it. It's like we elect a mayor for four years and that mayor basically, you know, like we want him to go ahead and do certain things and uh, we hope that they do it, right? Yeah. Okay. I, it doesn't have to necessarily, you know, so in American local politics and stop mm -hmm. me when this gets to political science lecture. Yeah. But in American local municipal politics, there's four broad categories of local government. Okay. The most common by far, like 60 some percent is city manager. City style manager. Government. Then you have the uh, mayor style. Mayor style. What's the other and two? Within the mayor style, there's two kinds, weak huh. mayor and strong mayor, right? Weak mayor and strong mayor. So strong mayor is like what Boise has, right? Why can't, why is Boise have it, but we don't have it? 
you know, I, I would have to look at the history of that. Mm-hmm. But the bigger picture is that overall across America, cities around our size are mm-hmm. just more likely to have the manager style government. Yeah. And bigger cities are likely to have the mayoral style government. Mm-hmm. And that's a component of the resources of the city and how politically active it is and those types of things, essentially. Mm-hmm. In smaller kind of cities maybe there's less political partisanship there's less political participation and so a manager is just kind of a uh, a very kind of professionalized political figure who is hired by a part-time city council because in a small yeah. city maybe you don't have a bunch of people who want to be full-time politicians yeah and they hire a full-time person to do that job yeah and then they oversee them like part-time essentially. yeah so basically the way it works now is like city council oversees uh the city manager so if he's doing a bad job uh they can just be like you're out of here yeah you can think of it a lot like the csi board of trustees right Mm -hmm. the csi board of trustees hire the president of the college yeah and he's you know essentially for all purposes the boss yeah but they are the boss of him and if he you know isn't doing what the board wants that he serves at their pleasure same with the city manager and the council yeah so it's very similar to like a non-profit boards or a ceo and CEO and so forth. I feel like, um, you know, I'm, I'm more leaning towards like this uh, strong mayor style mm-hmm. because uh, I want somebody to come in and be like, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Elect me. Uh, and then it's so clear for me to understand what that person wants. Mm-hmm. But right now, I have all these people like, and I don't know who, who, what, what they're going to exactly do. I, I can try to figure out what they're going to do, you know? Uh, so... Well, the reality is, you know, any one of them is not a very powerful decision yeah. maker on the council. None right? of them are powerful decision makers. The not even like a, even like they're all kind of almost like equal. Nobody can they go are, ahead and yeah. steer something to go ahead and go in a certain way. So it's kind of like they're just there and they're keeping status quo, and we're just basically coasting like this. We're not going to yeah. change anything because. It's like, well, if we just let things ride. How can, uh, how, what would, so we're talking about uh, if the city council wanted to change it to uh, like the strong mayor style, what's the process of that? Yeah, if, if the citizens of Twin Falls, you know, probably led by the manager, wanted to change our form of government, mm-hmm. state law essentially provides for that. Yeah. We were just looking at uh, Title 50, which is on municipal corporations, which is yeah. like code for cities. Yeah. But, you know, if we wanted to do that, we'd look to state law. And state law essentially says that you would need to take a... Initiative? Yeah, you'd need to pass around a petition. Petition. Okay, I'll start up this petition, you guys. (laughs) All right. And And how many votes do I need to get uh, for this petition? So to get the petition started, it looks like per state law, you're going to need 25% of people signing on, essentially. Uh Uh-huh, 25%? 25% of those who voted voted. in the last city. So now it's going to be coming up this election here. So only 5,000 of you vote, right? So what's 5,000? It's even going to be lower out. So this will be even easier for me to get these signatures, right? Theoretically, yeah. So maybe, basically, what what Perry's saying here is 1,000 signatures pretty much changes it to... uh, well, that'll start the process. That then starts you, the process. Then you have to take a vote late. After yeah, you yeah. So we, so basically, we get a thousand signatures, right? Easy peasy, no big deal, right? Not a huge bar. Uh, not a huge bar, right? And then it gets so the next election cycle, we vote to see if we actually want well, that let's see. or not. It says uh, the election shall be held on the next date authorized by code. So yeah, probably the next. The next election. Which so could, a thousand which, which votes. Which might not be November. Like we have four standing dates for elections mm-hmm. in Idaho: March, May. 
August and November. So it yeah. Be even so so basically, that. yeah, we could literally change this like uh, by the next election but, cycle itself. But. So it does seem easy. But here's also part of my concern, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you get a thousand people or so, maybe twenty five percent of those who vote to sign on. Yeah. But then, but I still want the whole populations. Yeah. Uh, well, then, but then you have a, you have to have a vote of the whole yeah. city population. But how many people do you think will turn out in an election like that? A lot. Do you? I feel like a lot of people would, like be like, would be like, uh, even less than a city council election. Cause it's more obscure. It's more complex. Well, no, you're basically changing the form of government from a uh, manager style to, uh, to, uh, you know, like this strong uh, mayor style. I think, I think it would a, be like go through the roof because people would be like, we want uh, somebody that's going to be elected and it's going to tell us exactly what they're going to do. Pa, 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 pa. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to elect them and they're going to get that stuff done. If they don't get elected and get done, then they're out. Then Historically and generally, voting on ballot measures mm -hmm. it has less participation than voting on individual people to take office. Yeah, people just are—it's—it's it's a tougher choice, right? They're like, "What is, what does this mean? What is the right choice?" Right? Like when yeah. you're picking a name of a person, at least that's kind of a discrete decision. Yeah. So I would worry that you know my biggest worry is something like that. It would be would almost be, like a popularity contest. Like I would like first. First person in charge is me, you know? <laughs> right. And then you're going to have to restructure the entire city. But yeah, I yeah. would worry that at a vote like that, you know, you'd get like two or 3,000 people to make the choice for everyone to move to a different system. Yeah. Yeah. So well, how would you really get like. Well, uh, if that's what they want and the people are voting, why should we uh, say you cannot do this? You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, you have Leah's thing where she's always saying, like, let's ask the people. Well, let's ask the let's people, okay? Think. Start up this ballot uh, petition and then see exactly if they want it. If they want it, they'll they'll get it. If they Regardless don't... Regardless of the outcome, I love the idea of having the conversation about this mm -hmm. because a lot of people in Twin Falls... Maybe Are they not even aware of they this? They don't know, and they don't know that there's other options. Let's right? talk about these other options. Uh, you told yeah. me about these so other options. council manager. That's by far, you know, like 60-some percent uh -huh. of cities. And by the way, it's the most common form of government for cities our size, just mid-sized cities. Yeah, so, so the reason we currently have this system in place now is because of the type of the, the population. That, and It's also partly about when Twin Falls was founded. Mm -hmm. Like I told you, this style of government was a, essentially it was a reform to make government less corrupt. Yeah. Because, you know, in the late 1800s, it's the time period we call like the party boss era or the party yeah. machine era. And politics was super corrupt and party driven at that time period yeah. like we don't really appreciate this now but back then you know elections weren't run yeah. by your county clerk they were run by political parties mm -hmm. it was not at all as we think of elections today and so people wanted more accountable more professionalized government yeah and so city manager style government was a reform in the like early 1900s late 1800s to get rid of corrupt party mayors. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're so, like, yeah, it's like, let's get rid of these corrupt mayors. So they changed it into a city. Yeah, uh, so the city. manager is like a, a reaction to wanting more professional, less partisan mm -hmm. cities. Gotcha. Now, now in New England, like yeah, let's talk about, about New England. How does New? Can, can we copy this other type yeah, of? Yeah, if uh, you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, change, reorganize the city under Title okay. Fifty, how about you? I'm gonna reorganize this? the city under Title Fifty, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> let's so, talk about this other option. Yeah, so town meeting style government. Okay. It's pretty dang rare. It's, what does that do, Perry? So it's common over kind of in the New England area, part of their tradition of a lot of direct mm -hmm. democracy over there. Yeah, so it's a democracy still. It's, it's very democratic, very direct directly democratic mm -hmm. in the most open form of it okay you would have like an annual or you know once a year yeah, yeah a couple once a times a year maybe yeah. meeting where basically every single decision adult citizen yeah 
comes to a big rowdy town meeting and makes yeah. decisions. For we'll the put city everybody together. at Sunway Soccer Complex. This is why you're going to need your event center. I need my event center to yeah. go ahead and be over there. So that way I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. You guys want it? And we'll just all cheer. Yay! Yeah, the or no. Yeah. <laughs> so that could be like the, the purest form of it. But more likely you might have a big representative body. Like you're talking How like several hundred people. How effective is that? You know, oh, so, 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 so you elect a hundred people. Yeah. So instead of like just a pure every single person per everybody vote, comes you'd be like okay so we have 50,000 like people yeah, so we 100 like the, per 100 and we picked everybody from like different counties like somebody yeah, like a uh, you know like different neighborhoods and yeah, gets yeah, different representation na- yeah even 500 people trying to make decisions together in a town meeting it's pretty raucous oh right? yeah yeah but at least uh, they would at least you know it would be fair i feel like because then you're representing each different uh class of uh yeah. people in the city itself these are not crazy ideas. These are actually this has possible. Been operating much. These New England towns that do this type of government have been doing it a lot longer mm-hmm. than we've been a city. Yeah. Now, as the textbook points out, you know this it works. You know this is most common in cities that are small. Yeah, small yeah. cities. Yeah, you but know, a thousand people. Have you ever seen this uh, model work on a population of fifty thousand or something like that? <laughs> Might be crazy. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Uh, and now I'm kind of steering away from this idea. Let's select a hundred <laughs> people from, uh, you know, like. You would have to basically kind of like, you know, subdivide the city in a different section and then have people like say, I want to represent my little chunk area. of area well, itself. I'll tell you, though, that's one of the most common questions I get during a local government cycle. Even this year, I've gotten so many questions about which seat do I vote for? Yeah. And the answer in Twin Falls is you get to vote for all the seats. Yeah. But, but that probably won't always be the case. Yeah. The let's... state of Idaho passed a law saying if your city is over 100,000 people, you have to have fixed districts. Fixed districts. Yeah, so seat one would be a specific district. 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 So and once you get to a particular population... You have that, to have, like, district one, district two, and you have to represent and somebody, someone that lives in so that So somebody area. in Boise, that's how they do they it over there. They have area. to live in a specific area to run for that. But at 50,000, we don't... Stu- yeah, and that's a pretty recent change. Uh-huh. I think the logic of that in a lot of ways is But we do have 100,000 people here. They're coming in. Yeah, you they know? don't live in city limits. <laughs> they don't live the city limits. This but is BS. The logic of that, though, is good because it, it's based on the idea that individual communities are unique yeah unique needs and they should be represented i mean i don't know i have no idea you don't know where all these people live yeah. at maybe they're all rich and That's then they're, exactly they're like uh, these people could all live in the most affluent yeah, neighborhoods they're all like rich and then they're like they got like uh very expensive houses and then it's like oh these are the people that represent us like no you want somebody from like a like a like a less yeah. uh less you know Less income housing, I guess, like uh, or the for the some diversity. You diversity. Know, there's there's no doubt mm-hmm. that communities of people cluster together and have things in common, right? Yeah. Let's also talk about the seat number six. Uh, okay. About what state law does? It's about right? state law. Look at this seat six. You know, when I saw the sample ballot, Perry, seat I was six, question mark. seat six question mark. When I saw the ballot, I was like, wait a second, why don't I not see seat six? And uh, why is there no like bubble to just say Christopher Reed? Like, where did that? What happened to that bubble? You know? And I was like, I was like, the city must have made an error in their uh, mm-hmm. printing. Is my first thought. And then you come in here, and then you just blew my mind. Yeah, and I was also confused about this. Several, you know, it's crazy, right? Like, legislatures are so busy; they mm-hmm. produce so much law every day in this country. Some more than one, obviously. Multiple state legislatures are in the business of producing law. Some pass hundreds of bills, like Idaho usually does. Yeah. Some pass 
thousands or tens of thousands, right? Yeah. There's a lot of diversity. So, but I think I, I try to think to myself, oh, I have a pretty good handle on what laws are passing from year to year because I teach a state and local government yeah. class in the spring. But I this one blew by yeah, you, <laughs> and I think most people and everybody, know, yeah. The, when did this Times happen? Times News. I was talking with them. They, didn't, they had no idea. Came to you know, no, no, we don't know what that is happening. But, Listen up. This is exclusive news here. So if you weren't closely tracking legislation in March of 2020, which I don't know about you guys, but mm-hmm. I had some crazy things going on in March of 2020. Yeah. I was kind of locked in my house for a yeah, while. Yeah, we're COVID stuff. <laughs> but in March of 2020, the legislature passed a bill. Uh, it's Senate Bill 1300. I have to think about it, but you can find it in the archives. Yeah, we found it. We found yeah, it. We, we looked at that at bill. It. Yeah. But uh, essentially, that Senate bill... Uh, allowed for uncontested municipal elections to not be listed yeah. so on that, a ballot. It's like, what? I'm like, I want people, like, this was a crazy thing in my mind. I was like, I wanted them to see that nobody uh, basically uh, ran against this person, right? Yeah. And I wanted them to still take their uh, pen and uh, circle in uh, saying, yes, I like this person, you know? And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's disappointing to see uncontested races on a ballot in a lot of different ways. It's, it's you know, a sign that, you know, incumbents are powerful or that people aren't interested. Mm-hmm. But at least when it's listed there, yeah. you know that that's the person, that yeah. that seats up. Now, you know, you there is nothing there. It no looks idea. like, yeah, most people are going to be like, well, I didn't need, you know, there, there's two people, even some of the people that were like, uh, I was talking to, they're like, I only knew that there was only two seats up for election. I'm like, what do you mean you only knew two seats were up for election? There's three seats up for election, you know? Yeah. So maybe that kind of almost kind of triggered them to uh, not apply for this seat six if they only thought it was only two, you know? Yeah, you know, how people make their decisions on which one to run for is interesting as well in these types of seats where you can essentially pick which seat you're running for. You don't yeah. have to live in the... You don't have to live in the area. zone or so forth. And it's, like, crazy to me that, like, uh, we have all these people and then they they didn't just put randomly in somebody against him or so forth, you know? Yeah, like, you know, uh, well, I expect nobody wanted to run against... Nobody probably comment. wanted to run uh, against Christopher Reed because, like, the thing is, like, the Christ- as far as I remember, if it's Christopher Reed, when I watched some of these city council, and again, I would have to pull every voting thing that he did to see mm-hmm. if I align with him. That's a pain in the butt to do. Yeah, it's not quite as simple as like the state legislature's website. Yeah, the city votes. This, yeah, so the state. But yeah, you know, Chris is a, a I think a, a pretty good, pretty well liked city. Yeah, he's a person. very yeah, and we're not trying to say like, oh, this Christopher Reed guy yeah, got I mean, it. This has no, nothing to do with not, him yeah, and his choices. He, right? this yeah, is he state he thing. filled out a piece of form and he basically said, I want to run for this my own seat, and then nobody challenged it, and then that's I mean, about it. To yeah. be honest, I, I you know I don't I'm not putting words in his mouth, but I would expect that he probably would like to have his name he on probably here. would like his name on there because then at least you Raises know his profile get yeah people talking about his work yeah exactly like uh, i would want my name then and then i'm like yeah you guys nobody at least to show your mom yeah you know, exactly like, hey, hey. Again. i look uh, there you go so and you know the other consequence of this is you know in twin falls it just so happened that we have competition in seats one and five yeah but what if both the incumbents decided to run and no one decided Nobody, to challenge them. Did we have no, no vote? Election. There yeah, wouldn't no, even be an election. Yeah, it's like it. there would this sample ballot would just be empty. Boink. And it's like, have a nice day. Bye-bye. And the reality is the trend in municipal and local elections is less and less participation in competition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in 20 years, will we see no competitive elections? Yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, 
Like, we're just going to leave this blank. Okay, great. That sounds like a great idea. And as less appear on the ballot, you know, I hear from all the time from people, they're like, you know, oh, there's hardly anything on the ballot. I'm not going to participate, you know? Mm -hmm. And that kind of almost comes back to one of the things. And I told you, maybe I wasn't explicit in this, but I'm a fan of city manager style government, though I'm willing to hear. Yeah. Well, I'm very interested to hear the public's input. Yeah. Well, but, let's do the ballot. Uh, the, the, what is it called? The, the, the petition. The petition. I'm going to do this petition, Perry. undeniably, Perry. I think. And this is the kind of the little clip that came. So nobody used. come out to vote. So it's easier for me to get to the get petition, petition done. Yeah. But, but I do think it's likely that if we had a mayoral style system where a mayor ran independently of city council, mm -hmm. that that would probably be a better participated in election than a city council one. Yeah. It, There's a lot of evidence. It's easy, you know. The, the best evidence of that is presidential elections. Yeah. In a presidential election, there's usually 20 plus percent more voter turnout than in a non-presidential More election. people would come out because they would be like, okay, this... They want to vote on the figurehead. They want to vote on the figurehead. Would they be able to say, I'm a Republican or Democrat? No. No. Not, yeah. not without changes to state law. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, they're still basically... But they can still say their whatever. They can privately say it. They can put... But I've had other people say on a podcast saying, like, I'm this... Yeah, they can privately say it. They can put elephants and oh, they can put on, like yeah the, on their flyers. Uh, what they can't do is officially have an affiliation. R. They can the have an R on yeah. there or a D, basically. And that's set by state law. Ah, okay, that's what that makes sense. I get it. I get it. Um, and maybe voters want that, and maybe they don't. You know, state law also says that county elections have to be partisan, and I'm mm -hmm. like, why does my county coroner need to identify as a Republican? <laughs> or Republican or yeah, exactly. Uh, silly things here. Silly things, Perry. Um, so yeah, so I like this idea of having a petition in Twin Falls, so that way basically yeah, we decide. Like you're getting ready uh, for a yeah, campaign here. I'm, well, maybe you know. <laughs> well, I'll make this happen. Okay, like like let the people choose what they want. Okay, let the people choose what they want. And and, you know, Leah said she wants to have the people uh, see what they want on uh, when uh, when they ask her that question. She loves putting these uh, what is it called? Those uh, uh, I keep always saying like the like a poll or? the poll. Yeah, she, yeah. The, what is it called? Uh, I keep this always runs out of my head. Like uh, the or like an initiative, a direct initiative, or what is it called uh, when you actually get the form? Uh, get petition? The form. Is that a petition? So a petition is when you go out and essentially collect the signatures to qualify yeah. an initiative for the ballot. So you have to first qualify for like uh, you get the signatures yeah, for an, an initiative. Yes. And then then uh, that initiative comes on to the next ballot, election ballot, and then you get to vote for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in so, America, we have like I was telling you earlier, some states have direct democracy, some don't. Yeah. But most of the ones that do are in the West, and there's essentially three major types of direct democracy in America: initiatives, which is where citizens qualify mm -hmm. the law they want to change. Yeah. And then they approve it. Yeah. Referendum, which is where the legislature proposes the thing, and then the people approve it, usually for constitutional amendments or tax changes. And then some places have recall, which is another type of direct democracy where you can actually recall someone who's in the middle of their term and mm -hmm. pull them out of office. And oh, okay. That's kind of unusual. You, <laughs> yeah. can't, you can't do that to Congress people, for example. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so what's crazy is I want to mention something here. Our senators and our representatives Boise, vote, yep. uh, voted for this. So we have uh, our, two, uh, our senator and our representative basically said, this is a great idea. Let's pass this. Yeah, and let's everybody, get rid of uncontested elections. Yeah, let's, get rid of, let's get rid of that. And then also part crazy part is what you showed me. Everybody in yeah, all of the other cities. Just it's just not It's not it's our. It's not like a Twin Falls did this. They all agreed on this. That let's get rid of this. Yeah, it was unanimous in both chambers, except yeah. for some abstentions in the House of Representatives. But, 
you know, the, the, the practical side of this, the argument, I think yeah. that, that the side in favor of this, whoever that side is, I think it's probably, there's no citizen side to this fed to guess. It's like, you know, uh, election clerks and the secretaries of state that are interested in this. Cause it could be a potential cost savings, you know, I, to be completely like frank, For, elections are incredibly expensive. What are they like? What is it like? How much ink is it going to cost to go ahead and put like a so like? Make, how much do you think ink we're saving by um, putting a like little no, you're uh, extra exactly bubble? Right. There's probably no cost savings. There's no cost saving here. Election, but if all the elections were uncontested, not holding an election at all would be an incredible cost. Yeah, let's all. But, I'm, that, but they, is that <laughs> worth it? You know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, let's hope it never gets to that point, yeah, Perry. I mean, that would be terrible. But there yeah. are some small local races, like school board stuff, mm -hmm. which this changed it for municipal elections. But this was already the case for school board, by the way. Oh, really? So you if know, nobody's contesting it, you don't even see an option yeah. uh, in there. So this was actually just bringing this into uh, alignment uh, with this other is, local yeah, this races. Is, uh, this is not good, Perry. This is not good. Like these uh, <laughs> people are already getting elected because nobody even uh, knows that they can run against somebody. And then, then you know, they, so, so here's the thing that I sometimes pose to my students that, you know, it's really more of a thought experiment because it's, it's possible to conceive of. But, you know, I was expressing to you my concern with maybe an election to change our style of government is that it would have very low turnout. What's your thoughts on making it so that elections have to have a minimum turnout to even be valid? Mm, like what, yeah. if, what if 51% of Twin Falls voters had to show up or there's the are elections there, just not valid and we try again? Yeah. Okay. These are some <laughs> radical questions. That's going to really raise the cost of elections. Yeah. But. Let's do it. Uh, how do we make that happen, Perry? Is that another ballot thing that I got to poll people? You Can know, I make I'm another not, initiative? I honestly can't even say how exactly. Could, would I have to make another initiative basically saying uh, this uh, uh, population of Twin Falls has to go ahead and hit a 51,000 uh, voting? Uh, yeah, or 51% like uh, of registered voters registered at voters. the time of the election have to participate. The and to make the, like that, yeah. to make the election valid. valid. Yes, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I, we'd have to look at state law and see if that's what, even But then possible. you know what would happen then, Perry? Like, let's say, luckily, we get one person in. And then if, year after year after year, we just can't do it. You know, yeah, so that person was... Yeah, what happens? Does your government collapse? Yeah, like, you know? what, what like, happens at that point? Like, uh, there, the, what's mind-boggling is, like, we're okay with accepting, like, 1,500 votes as, like, the winning, yeah, you know? I mean, it's here, like, we yeah. are, here we are saying it's insane to think that we'd have to wait till 51% of people at least turn out. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it's almost equally insane to say that, you know, less than 20% of people rules a city. Yeah, what so, madness is this? Do you know how many people are registered to vote, Perry? Uh, I feel like it's around 30,000 in Twin Falls County. So we don't even have that. Uh, uh, is, was that 51% then, basically, if you take all of those people to vote? So what you'd probably do in this type of situation is not talk about, like, 51% of the entire population, mm -hmm. but 51% uh, of registered sure voters. So you take that uh, 36 and then you divide it by to get figure out what that 51% yeah, is. Yeah, is, yeah. And then those are the people uh, that... That, uh, that amount has to turn out. Yes, let's be, do it. And, and you have to divide it too because that's the county you'd have to look at just the city just the county just the city itself yeah uh, yeah and and, a, and just a, a caveat there of course is that like you know when we use registered voters as a measure of how good voter turnout is that's why i said less than twenty thousand for city elections mm -hmm. because the county reports you know that 20 percent 22 percent of people voted in this election 
Yeah. But what they're actually reporting is 22% of people who are registered voted. Oh, okay. And there's a ton of people who aren't registered. <laughs> yeah, right? there's a lot of people that are not registered. And we'd call that they the might... voting eligible population. Yeah, th those people are just like uh, sitting on the sidelines and waiting for this mayor style. Uh, and then they can't wait to vote. And they can't register. wait to vote to then. Uh, you so, know, yeah. one, of the, one of the proposals that's not going anywhere that was in that, uh, you know, that uh, national voting law that was in front of Congress that, you know, mm -hmm. stalled out. What happened? I don't know. They just don't have enough consensus in the in the Senate to, to break a filibuster to pass it. What were they trying to pass? It was a lot of different things. It included things like standardizing early voting, mm -hmm. standardizing absentee ballot requests. Because, you know, yeah. every state does something different. Because <laughs> everybody's different. <laughs> so different, actually. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that was included in there is what we talk about is automatic voter registration, which is very common. Oh, I would countries. love that. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to go register. You're just as soon as you're 18. Uh, you, you do it at the DMV, you yeah. know? Or you don't even do it. It's just It just happens. It just happens. Yeah. 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 And that's a, you know, getting registered is a barrier to voting. And yeah. in Idaho, it doesn't Automa seem that way. Perry, these are not crazy ideas. The thing is, nobody has taken an initiative to go ahead and make them a reality. And it has to be somebody like that steps up and says, I will do this. Yeah, and some states do have automatic voter registration, just a couple. Mm -hmm. But, you know, anything with elections will always be challenging in this country because there's pros and cons. Yeah. But elections are mostly operated at a state level. Yeah. So when someone you know, talks to me about, you know, a ballot, like, you know, why, why aren't all ballots the same? Like, why can't in every place we just bubble in something, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Because that's not how it is everywhere. People <laughs> have only voted in Twin Falls. Yeah. You know, why not have a best practice? It's yeah. Because every locality gets to make their choice. So if you want to go and punch holes in something like yeah. they do in Chping, Florida, Chping, hanging yeah. chads, yeah. you know? So they, so they don't do it like this. They do it different places. Everybody has different things. <laughs> Everything and, is and very then, different. So they were trying to basically standardize that so everybody in the United States basically all is on the same page. And that way we're not... At least some basic standardization like they have in Canada. You know, Canada's had the same ballot for like 100 years. Mm -hmm. Everywhere you vote, it's the same thing. It's like a yeah. circle next to a name. And you put an X in the, in the person <laughs> one. And that's like that's easy enough. I think we can figure putting an X on but you there. Know, uh, you know, Somebody's like, I put, I put, I, I circled. I didn't put the X. I, I've always been doing the circle for years, you know, and then disqualified that's a, vote. That's a good point, though. Your vote will, you know, if you went in and you circled this, or you know, and you turn uh, yeah. it in, it's going to get kicked out. It's not going to be counted. And how do people know if their vote is kicked in or kicked out? There's no way for you to check at an individual level. What? You're out of your mind? You, like so? You're, once that you're telling in the me box, you can't go and like, you can't, follow your ballot. Can't follow your ballot? Like saying like, okay, why not, Perry? Why can't I follow my ballot? Why can't mm. I confirm that uh, my vote actually I says? Mean, you can uh, confirn that it's been received, especially if you absentee and you send it. Is this because of security issues or something like that? Or you know, I, in the, you know who you should maybe talk to, Valerie or Christina Glasscock at the county, the county clerk and the deputy mm -hmm. elections officer. Maybe they could chat a bit about that. <laughs> You know, is it is it uh, technically impossible? I'm sure not. No. Is it a security thing? Is it a safety thing? I, you know, I'm not exactly. Yeah. Why can't sure, we? But... Yeah. Because like you okay, like the thing is like I can hand all of these ballots in right mm -hmm. to the person that's in charge or so forth. They get them all, and they're like, okay, we are just gonna make it look like this, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, hopefully. So, you know, the big thing to know about this is if you do, you know, read your instructions. I'm a college professor. So, you know, yeah, always tell my students, read the instructions before you take the test. Make sure you're doing it right. 
you know, if you circle this on my test instead of bubble it in, I'll yeah. probably give you credit. But the county is running thousands of ballots through an automated yeah. count machine. I think, I think people need to be able to make sure that their vote actually was valid. Uh, and because, it's what they chose. And it's what and... they chose. Because it's like, let's say let's say you voted like doop doop boop and then... Uh, who knows something this is a crazy idea this is we're starting a conspiracy here you uh -oh. know uh, uh oh uh how can you guarantee that my vote actually uh, did indeed uh, say uh, what i did well i do have you do have some options mm -hmm. first of all just make sure you do it right look yeah. carefully if you mess up if you're like i circled this oops i didn't read the instructions you just go over to your poll worker and you're like i messed up can i have a new ballot yeah. Yes, we so will you can, give you so many new ballots. Like, you can, yeah, if you messed up, uh, we write void on it. Do they ever tell you like, hey, you circled, but you can't do that? So the thing about that is really no, because there's this you can't do that. What's well, we you're like, could. You're, you're lettering. You're basically letting them uh, cast oh. an uh, like a uh, invalid vote at that point. So back to like these reforms of the early 1900s, right? Mm -hmm. So before that time period, we voted in a lot of ways in this country, right? Like the original way people voted, viva voce, viva called. voce. Okay. It means the living voice. All right. In early American, so people would just like vote. Scream. Yeah. yeah they just stand in the public square and scream their vote, right? Yeah. And then they started doing things like you know collecting beans or bullets or straws collecting in a beans. jar. In a <laughs> like jar. okay, bring your beans, you yeah, guys. Put your bullet. Uh, put your bean put in a your jar. Bullet. Yeah, bullets literally were used. Mm -hmm. And so you know, but then this great innovation of printing presses comes along. Yeah. And then we're like, let's, and let's then bubble it in. In the early 1900s, what changes dramatically is what we call the Australian ballot or the secret ballot is also called. Mm -hmm. So that it becomes, you know, obvious that turning in your ballot should be a secret because your like employer could see you, you know, turning in your bright blue Democrat ballot because they yeah. would have died usually and punish you. Oh, not voting for who the employer like, wanted. You're supposed to vote this way, and you had yeah, the red ballot. Exactly. I can't believe it. You know. So the idea of a secret ballot is developed, and that's mm -hmm. what you know. That's the expectation today. So secret you know, ballot. As a poll worker, what we're trained to do is, you know, we put these, and the real one's much larger than this, right? It's like a weird so, oversized paper. You put it in the secrecy sleeve, that manila yeah. envelope, and then you're supposed to slide it into a ballot box and. We're told even at training to look away. You know? So so let me make sure I understand this, Perry, right? So basically, people come to vote. Okay, I understand how voting works, right? They go up there, right? They cast their vote, and then you put it in a secret envelope itself. You never see the vote itself, right? The poll worker probably shouldn't. You know, actually, if you need help marking your ballot, and this happens sometimes, we have elderly voters who are really shaky. Yeah. They can ask us to come and bubble it Bubble it in or so forth. Right? Yeah, so you put it in, and then it gets sent off somewhere for counting. So who it counts it? So it goes into the those blue ballot boxes we have in Twin Falls County, right? They look like big Tupperware boxes mm -hmm. and that box is locked yeah. all day and then at the end of the day i shut and lock the doors at my precinct and at every precinct in twatton falls county and we break that lock okay and we count them and we sort them all in the right direction it's a very quick process but do you do you ever then look at the votes itself not uh, no, who, who looks at the vote so, and counts that? So we open it, we count them, we get them all ordered up. We make sure we have the same number of ballots as we do mm -hmm. signatures. Yes, that book. makes sense. And then we relock the box with a new lock. And all the locks have codes on them. So we okay. record the code so nobody, you know, if you get there and the code on the lock isn't the same as the code that I wrote down, then someone tampered <laughs> Something with it, right? Something happened, yeah. So there's a lot of checks in the process here. Yeah. And then I deliver that locked ballot box with all the sorted ballots to the county and mm -hmm. at around eight o'clock right the county opens up 
an office and there's glass windows so you can watch the whole process. And they count and one it. by one, they open those, break, they break the locks because they're like... Where is this at? At Twin Falls County West, they get the process started. First boxes start arriving a little after 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. And you can just stand there and watch through that window. There'll be a security guard at the door. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go over there and make sure every one of your guys' vote is yeah. uh, actually counted. I'll be the one standing over there and be like... You We're, should. You should be live from uh, Yeah, live counting. from the counting area here. They're counting it. You know, it's maybe not as exciting as you think, but essentially uh, the professional election staff, but, not the volunteers, but then how, are opening okay. the boxes and just feeding them through like a... You know, a great a uh, yeah. multiple choice grading machine. Yeah, and the results are coming up. So, instantly. so there's a voting machine that they put this in. You're basically saying a counting machine. So yeah. it's a oh okay. Like a I was Scantron. Like, that's oh okay. I was, I was thinking oh okay. See, I feel a little bit more confident in the system itself then because I thought we were allowing a person to go ahead and make a decision no, on this. Scantron. So what it's, happens is if it gets if it gets kicked out from the Scantron system, mm-hmm. and anything that has a ride in, for example, will get kicked out. Then, uh, then, then the person then has to they, go ahead and uh, yeah, do, it do the do it manually exactly. itself. Oh, so it's a scanning system that basically checks to make sure that it is. Is there any kind of data that I can pull and say how many ballots got uh, uh, denied or? Uh, yes, essentially. So the county reports what's called undercounts and overcounts, mm-hmm. and you'll see that on election results. So undercounts is when you simply don't mark a race. So say yeah. I go in and I only want to vote for seat one because I don't care about seat five. Yeah. Then that will be counted as an undercount in this race. But what if I was just a total mess up? Uh, yeah. So what's like, a total if you mess totally up? messed up. Uh, double, you, you, you doubled. Marked, yeah. That's an overcount, right? Okay. And and then what if you just circled it like a like a like that? What happens then? That's a question I would ask the county clerk. I think maybe you know the problem with that is. People circle things weird. What if I circled it circled Yeah, like what this? if your bubble is outside yeah. in this, the system, basically? We, we like don't a, want the election officials trying to decide which one was our Yeah, or, or if your bubble goes outside of the bubble itself, does that get registered as a bad uh, vote, you know? <laughs> I think it would probably have to be pretty extreme. <laughs> but what we're getting at here is, you know, the problems like what happened in 2000 in Florida. Yeah. I referenced hanging chads, right? But what, yeah. what was a hanging chad, you know? We were alive in 2000. A lot of my yeah, students yeah, yeah. were yeah. there. Yeah, there was like some kind of mishap with the uh, whole election yeah, thing. Yeah, so, so basically, right, like I referenced punching through ballots, but, you know, in some places, I voted like this in Colorado once, mm-hmm. you literally are like, you, you get like a needle. <laughs> yeah, okay. And you punch through the paper. Okay. Right? And what was the problem? Why were people messing up? So what happened was in systems where you do this, you, you get like a little skinny piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And then you take that skinny piece of paper to like a book that's over in the pole pole in place. And you slide that piece of paper down into the book. And ideally that the holes that you're going to punch through are going to line up with your choices. Sometimes they don't line up. (laughs) But in this case, it was a presidential election. Turnout was pretty high. People went to punch through. You know how when you use a a three, like a three hole puncher, Mm -hmm. sometimes it gets really full of paper and it doesn't go all the way through. Yeah. Well, it was a busy election. They weren't clearing out the paper behind there enough. Oh. So when people went to punch through, it didn't pierce all the way through the ballot. Oh. So they got these dimpled, essentially, yeah. hanging pieces of paper, hanging chads. Oh. And they weren't sure. If they voted for that or not. Because yeah, it, 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 it didn't punch through. Human error, right? Human like, error. Interesting. Talking- yeah, that's why I like I, I like the idea of like scanning. That's much more reliable, it seems like. But then you're depending on the, the code, making sure yeah, that the scans. Yeah, 
But let's go back to what the, uh, what everybody else has said here. We we reared off into some crazy madness know, here. You know. I'm sorry about that. Um. Uh, so basically, who who's uh, on board on this mayor style? So I asked Spencer, and he does not like this idea. Um, and I forgot exactly what his whole uh, argument was. Um, he, he just basically said he liked uh, uh, how it is currently or something like that. I would have to look at the email itself. Yeah, um, I'd be interested to know what current city council people think. Yeah, they, maybe I'll email them. Operating in yeah, the maybe I'll let you shoot them an email as well and be like, hey, what do you think about a strong mayor style as well, too? I'll shoot them an email and, sell and see what they think about it, too. They definitely have the most firsthand experience. Firsthand experience itself. Then I asked this Mike Allred guy, right? He's all for it. Ah. So he's a, he's a yes on that. So if you want, uh, if you for sure want, uh, you know, like a, Someone who's an advocate somebody for that. that advocate for that, then this is your candidate itself. See, the only reason that I didn't, uh, was, uh, wasn't liking his answers was because the whole event center. So it's like, what do oh, I man. want? How do I make a decision right? here? So what do I want more? The event center or do I want a strong mayor style? So, you know. Well, you know, if you get the hyper mayor you want in office, then maybe you'll get your event center. A hyper mayor? A hyper mayor? Did you know what you said? Hyper no, mayor? No, I said if you get the ma the type of mayor you want in charge of the city, uh -huh. maybe you'd have a better chance of yeah, getting your event center. Exactly. So. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe we, yeah. <laughs> Maybe my new candidate now is Mike Allred because he's saying a for sure yes on that, that I want that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel like people should be aware that, you know, like uh, if you want uh, this type of mayor style, you elect this person itself. Mm -hmm. And then he would then initiate a change in the city council to go ahead and uh, allow that to for, uh, to happen mm -hmm. itself. Now, do, if if city council is all on board on let's switch this like this tomorrow, right? We don't even need an initiative. Uh, I, I don't think so. I think state law says you're going to have to. State law says to the public, yeah. you have to appeal the to the city public. City council could choose to change the city manager, just like hire. Oh yeah, because yeah, that's what he was. Oh, that's what Spencer's response was. Is basically like, let's. Uh, we, if you guys don't like this current one, we can always change it. That's the nice part about yeah, the maybe, manager uh, that's uh, a style. Less radical solution. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is uh, this is like a really radical way. And again, it would be a big change. It would be a giant change. And again, the reason for this is because city council and city manager, their power wise, kind of like this. You're almost kind of like it's almost kind of like eight people voting on what they want to go ahead and do versus one person leading the charge itself. You know, just in general, this isn't a comment about Twin Falls. But I do think in city manager forms of government, it can be a, it can become over time a very much like, uh, you know, what city staff recommends and says goes because yeah. they become the experts yeah. and the elected officials kind of just become a rubber stamping body. Yeah. But that is one of the potential Ching. downsides Ching. of city government. Yeah, exactly. You know, if it's a in a place where people are in general very, you know, in consensus, agree on the same things are very homogenous. And mm -hmm. like status quo, that can be a great thing. In places that are changing or very diverse, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then we have uh, Leah's stance on that, which was basically neutral. Let's ask what the people want. Mm -hmm. um, again, just a lot of neutral. Let's ask what the people uh, want. I, I can't help, and it, I, I don't want to get too, in too much of a political science diversion again, but you know, when we talk about representation in political science, we talk about two styles of representation, yeah. delegates and trustees. Mm -hmm. And the reality is most elected officials are on a spectrum and they behave differently depending on the issue. But the pure theory is that delegates are like, how do they represent you? By constantly taking polls, doing exactly what the public wants. You know, it's mm -hmm. not about polls, them, it's yeah. about the public. It's, yeah, A trustee 
is someone who believes they were entrusted to make the decision for you, even if you disagree, right? Yeah. So they're not asking you, they're just doing what they think is best because you trusted them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm more towards like Leah this. Is very much a delegate. Yeah. Like I'm over here, you know, I'm like, I'm over here. Let's go ahead yeah, and make. Uh, I entrusted you to make the choice. Yeah. You know, like, I got other things to do. I got other stuff to do. I ain't got time for this. So it's like, if you want to have polls, but like, I don't need to go ahead. We don't need to go through like, like uh, having an initiative of every one of these things, you know? Well, I think the reality is I know that if everybody put as much effort into making their choice as you did, mm-hmm. then they could feel very comfortable in entrusting someone to make that choice yeah. without having to constantly give feedback. But most people yeah, most don't people. spend 11 hours talking yeah. to kids. Yeah, 11 and a half hours. And then we're adding a little bit more to it, you and me talking, you know? So that was basically her uh, uh, response. Now, I emailed Hannah and I emailed... Uh, uh, oh, Hannah never got back to me. Uh, maybe she's just on, uh, the campaign trail. on the campaign trail. So I don't know her answer on uh, manager style. You know, maybe she'll see this video and let me know. <laughs> uh, Tara. Okay, this person is very interesting. Uh, oh, yeah, Tara is up in seat one. Seat one. We haven't got to seat one yet, but let me tell you about Tara, okay? Like, uh, it was a very interesting conversation itself. And this person, in my mind, is just an idea person. And it's just like a yes, 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 yes. And even to this whole uh, strong mayor style, it's a yes for her as well. So basically, everything that I said, it was a yes, 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 yes. You know, that concerns you. It doesn't make you like my person. Yeah. I'm like, this is good. You know? And then, uh, so like, you know, if I'm true to my word on, uh, what I want by this Excel file by default, if I want the best candidate, it would have to be this person based off of data, what Mm. I want, because this person said yes to everything. Uh, including uh, that as well. Dog parks, event Dog centers. Park, event centers. Gondola. Oh. Yeah, wants the gondola. She even wants like this uh, hanging over bridge uh, by like the visitor center. Uh, Sliding. Not one of those scary see-through ones, I hope. Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> or or uh, like the Terrifying. one that they have the, the they have them at the Grand Canyon or something like that. Uh, also like a giant, we were talking about like a giant slide through oh, downtown. I've heard ideas about that, like, that you know, before. like slide the city, I think is what it's called. <laughs> you know, I would like to see what she would be able to do. But the thing is like, even if she is elected as uh, the best person or so forth, what would end up happening is like not everybody else might be aligned to that particular. That's uh, exactly the case in this group of equals, right? Yeah, like, the group of equals. Then it's like now we're trying to like set up all these group of equals to so forth. So so it really kind of seems like, um, you know, it's like h- how do we pick the best person so that way we have a, these group of equals, mm-hmm. you know, kind of work as one mind almost I just really, but it's like maybe I really people love what you know how you're exploring like what is the decision making factor right like, yeah everybody needs to reflect and think about that is yeah. it interest is it qualifications is it identity is it yeah you know the professional background yeah for me it's ideas it's like who's gonna go ahead and because like the way i kind of think about it is like who's got like really good ideas and who's gonna be able to go ahead and pull them off mm-hmm. and uh if there is no like an idea person in there and they're not they're just there to go ahead and put a stamp on something then you're just wasting everybody's time in city council mm-hmm. itself you're essentially looking you know the difference between like new ideas change innovation versus like a, a caregiver of the city yeah right? yeah i think our, our system in, is in a lot of ways it's caregivers right like mm-hmm. trustees okay like yeah. we talked about right yeah 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 i mean like i said it's like it's like who who is the best candidate here essentially so that's kind of like uh what i got let me just see what else uh, who if anybody else uh, said anything uh 
Patrick said no on uh, the city manager uh, ah, stuff. Interesting. Yeah, he's like, uh, no, because his whole excuse, well, not excuse, I would just say his reasoning. <laughs> his reasoning, <laughs> let's say that. His whole reasoning was he was concerned that maybe somebody uh, running for a mayor might get elected and uh, it might be kind of like a crazy person you know what i mean uh yeah, so or even if not crazy not qualified i was not just qualified. thinking about when you're talking about an ideas person because i think our style of government lends itself to having a lot of idea people right i've had yeah. this conversation with folks about level of qualification because the reality is on our we obviously want qualified people but they don't have to be experts in political science or yeah. experts in infrastructure yeah, because like, they have a professional they hired to do that. Yeah. They yeah. can be ideas heavy. Yeah, they can. So I was, I was again, so he, his answer was no. And it was because he was a bit concerned that, you know, maybe somebody that gets elected is not qualified and uh, we already have a system. If we don't like the current existing one, we can go ahead and then just as a city council vote uh, to replace and so forth, you mm-hmm. know? Um, now, if you went with our idea of mandating a certain like 51% turnout, then maybe you wouldn't get crazy people, but the odds of it definitely increases. There when you, have you low go. Voter turnout, there you right? go. Then you have the whole population. I was almost, it kind of almost seemed like he didn't trust the people to go ahead and make the decision uh, uh, who the best mayor uh, the, is. The classic tension in the, democracy. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like. <laughs> Even the framers of the Constitution were concerned it's like, about too much democracy. They called it mob rule. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, if we're if we have a democracy here. Let's play it, which is basically let's go ahead and let the people uh, choose what they want exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was kind of like my stance is like let the people decide what they want to go ahead and do. Uh, and uh, if somebody gets elected and they're a crazy person and they're cr- changing all this stuff and if you don't like it, you can always go to another city, you know? Yeah, we're going to vote with our feet, yeah. Yeah, we vote for our, with our feet, I guess. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of like, again, I... I uh, what he said and uh, these other people uh, Jason Brown and Craig Kelly uh, no email back from them so I cannot uh, tell you yes or no on that basically so all I know is uh, Patrick no uh, 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 what was the other person Tara, uh, yes. Tara yes and then and unknown from Kelly pa- uh, Kelly Brown and Pearsall uh, yeah those are from uh, a, a yes from Mike Allred uh spencer was a no and uh yeah and then Leah was just neutral let's see what the people, see what want. people want see do you see how do you like this type of uh i think it's a great way to collect data and make it available to people right <laughs> yeah in the future maybe you can crowdsource all types of like spot on questions questions yeah me and tara were talking about a system where like uh you know the citizens we all collect a hundred like questions that we all want these candidates to answer Mm -hmm. and then everybody can look at uh their responses and see exactly how they answered these questions and then that would make it so that you when you go to vote you Pick out the best person you itself. You could almost have their answers and then take like a political compass of local candidates and it would say, you match most with this Yeah, one. you match most with this one. Yeah, it's like, this is your candidate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that would be interesting to go ahead and have some kind of system like that. And you know, versus- at the national level, all kinds of things like that exist. All kinds of interest groups give ratings to candidates. You know, like mm-hmm. NRA gives scores to candidates. But that's all national stuff. At the local level, especially in smaller cities like us, it's so hard to find those types of resources yeah. right like who are these people who are these people and how who matches me the best and again i feel like what's happening is they go in there not knowing exactly what i know everything about these people because to me it's very clear because i'm keeping it in an excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. you so know and, i love it yeah and i and and i'm basically 
I have the data. I have the data that basically makes me educated to go ahead and make the best decision on what I think so is the best. So are you voting on election day or have you already done it? It sounds like you're not decided yet. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hoping waiting. to go vote right after this. Yeah, actually. I'm waiting for everybody's answer because I'm... Uh, uh, today's the last day of early voting for yeah, people who are uh, like, why are you voting today? Exactly. Or, yeah, today's the last day of early voting, but yeah, that's okay. And I have to vote today because I'll be working all day on Tuesday but then, in my precinct. But, but here's the question for, that I have for you, uh, Perry, right? If you like this... Um, uh, type of style itself, why would you go vote and not know which of these people support the mayor's style or so forth? Why not give them another day or so forth to figure uh, out a little, uh, like... little bit more time to go ahead and come in and say, because what I want to do is I want to make this publicly open and then be like, this is my opinions, what yeah. the data that I have opened up uh, uh, as, you know? That is one of the things that, you know, might concern people just in general about early voting or absentee voting mm -hmm. is, and I think that's why historically people have been hesitant to earlier absentee vote is things can change. Yeah, last, right? <laughs> last second they're like, and if you uh, if I get elected, I will get rid of this whole entire budget. I saved it until right after early voting closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, I, I again, I like keeping all of this data and kind of seeing it. And uh, again, it would be ideal to kind of see what other uh, candidates think about that as well. I'm going to send them an email. Now use it in the future to make sure they hold to their campaign promises. Exactly. I'm like, because like one, uh, they're saying it in an email and I have him on video as well too. So it's like, <laughs> hey, you said you were going to do this, you know? <laughs> Let's hold these people accountable. And that's what the mayor style does is it tries to hold that person accountable. More directly. Accountable, more directly yeah. itself. It's like, you said, you said, you said you were going to do this and you mm -hmm. didn't so so again uh that's kind of like where i'm at with that um let me see if i had anything else with these other people um uh, for because we talked about seat five let me go back yeah, to any seat one interest i will say overall in holding two candidate forums with the times news seat five was definitely amongst them they were livelier than the seat one yeah were. so for, again Maybe for, it was just the the you know so again, for me, it's kind of like this, Perry. This is what I kind of see it. So like top candidates would be like, you know, like, uh, well, again, this is my personal opinion. I don't know if I should be even telling people like, this is what I think, you know? Okay. Uh, but it's kind of like, okay, Spencer's, you know, good, but then he doesn't like some of these things. Mm -hmm. Leah is also good, but then she doesn't like some of these other things. But then you got Mike, who would then go ahead and potentially change it to... Uh, yeah, so is uh, that city manager issue become like your top priority in this? Um, no, I would say uh, I would uh, I would say the dog park, event center, and uh, uh, Shone Falls are the top three. This whole mayor style thing came in, a little late, came in late because I saw what happened. Uh, you know, KMVT was talking about it, and then I was like, "Huh?" And it, and again. Um, and I, as I understand it, it originally originated at a forum that was held by a local church. So yeah. you might be able to find your petition partners <laughs> in yeah. that crowd. Who, who, who are these people that were basically saying, yes, I want yeah, this? I, you I know? honestly was a little bit surprised because as you probably know, I've been involved in various ways other than teaching in Twin mm -hmm. Falls City Government. In a lot of ways, I was a commissioner on our Urban Renewal Agency for you know seven-ish years. And so... I would say since then and since COVID, I've been a little more out of touch with local city government. Yeah. But during all that time, I never heard any discussion about a change. Change of to a so mayor style itself. You know, where exactly it's kind of coming from. It's interesting. It's, uh, it's, well, somebody sparked it and then that sparked me to somebody ask. Somebody read uh, a textbook. And was somebody. Like, yeah. There you go. You read. <laughs> and then. So, yeah. So basically it's kind of like that. Uh, Spencer, you got Leah and then you got uh, Mike uh, all read. Uh, so it's kind of like, you know, you got to pick and choose what you want. Uh, what's most important to you so yeah, um, don't just choose so, the person whose sign you saw last when you yeah exactly so again i like 
I mean, I you know, I like I like these uh, these candidates. I think maybe people should just really kind of look at my data or so forth and kind of go from there too, make their own decision, right? What's what's important to you itself? And then here again, the my kind of overview of these people were Tara was essentially kind of like an idea person, right? And it was a yes, 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 yes she for had some everything. Great, interesting comments about recycling programs. And she had an interesting. She wants to go ahead and recycle like glass and stuff mm -hmm. like that and reuse it for the city. I mean, if you watch that podcast, we just kept idea after idea after idea after idea uh, and so forth. Um, Jason Brown, again, in my opinion, a very political. Craig Kelly, he's the... Uh, He's the yeah, uh, chairman of planning and, planning and zoning. I think, in my opinion, he needs to stay there as that. You know, uh, Patrick uh, Patrick uh, Peterson, very knowledgeable, very yeah, smart a guy. History teacher. He knows a lot. He almost knew as much as I did, or even more, nice. which blew my mind. I was like, he knew he knew how like the road system or how they were allocating the budget to the road because the thing is like you cannot fix the road Perry because the way it works right now is because they divide yeah they divide it into different sections so only one section of town is being fixed uh, mm -hmm. so it's slow going some roads are highways some are interstates some are city yeah exactly and again I don't know if this is going to make me any enemies or so forth or if these people are not going to like me but this is my opinion on what well, I think about these candidates. People so are, people are need to kind of understand yeah and then this James uh Pearsall or so Pearsall, forth. Yeah. He never came on the podcast. Ah. Uh, I uh, sent him some questions. He never emailed me back on any of these questions. So it's an immediate no on that for me. Both Pearsall uh, and Cameron, though, and I must, I appreciate they're both pretty young. I think that's super cool, right? Like to see young people. Yeah, Hannah. In yeah, yeah. It was, it was interesting talking to her because she's like, a, she's Miss Twin Falls. Yeah. I had no idea she's we even a had teacher, a Miss Twin know? Falls and she's a teacher and stuff like that. So again, I have my vote in mind of how I want this to vote. I want everybody to kind of look at the data as well and kind of make their own opinion as well too, you know? Yeah, and, and how do we get people out there? Like, yeah, how do we get people out there? It's a very competitive and interesting election cycle. Let's like have to <laughs> Yeah, and then it's like, vote. yeah, or, or maybe we don't make people go out and vote so that way the petition uh, can go ahead and <laughs> That's pass. That's right, actually, for your purposes. <laughs> for my purposes, uh, to go ahead and make that petition happen uh, so that way we change it to a mayor style uh, type uh, so that way we can go ahead and get things done otherwise the person is bye-bye so that way people are holding the mayor accountable mm -hmm. because the current system right now the mayor is just kind of like how would you say it he's almost kind of like a it's a ceremonial it's a ceremonial yeah, like they don't really have any power of anything or so forth uh, you know they ha they have some uh, some authority some, I, let I me authority you know they have responsibility i guess let me let me ask you this question more about uh, this whole uh mayor uh style thing let's say let's say people just disclosure by the way my my aunt is the current mayor of twin falls oh okay there you go <laughs> we'll be You're... fourth right here so oh really so your aunt is the mayor Susan hawkins yeah. your aunt, that's your aunt yeah. i had no idea yeah she's a, i, I uh, should have asked her to come on here as well too to see should. what she yeah, uh, awesome. see what she thinks uh you know how how it went and uh she's not only has she she been on council and mayor of twin falls but she's also been involved and in leadership position mm -hmm. of the idaho like association of cities yeah so she's actually been in an organization that is city officials like her that all meet together so she's had contact and discussion with all the different ways cities in idaho yeah. operate let me ask you one, one last question here perry about this whole uh manager style uh election right so let's say it does happen and then let's say 
um, somebody votes and says like, I want this, 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 right, to happen. And everybody's like, oh, hell yeah, this is the best mm -hmm. person, right? What actual authority would they have to go ahead and make that possible? Like, do they get a bigger vote than city council or do we get rid of city council and it's just the mayor that runs it? How does that work exactly? Yeah, I was actually going to ask you the same kind of thing. Like in your mayor style, would you still have six city councilors? Would you have seven and a mayor? Yeah. How, you know, well, how would uh, that's, you do it? well, you're the professor here. Yeah, tell me yeah, how this, you know? uh, so, tell me. Tell me how this mayor actually style works. It's uh, it's like he this person gets elected and they have all these things that they want to go ahead and accomplish. Yeah, so how does that get done? There's essentially like a weak style mayor, mayor and a strong style mayor. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's also a city council. It's like we, the styles. thing is like the main thing is like I don't want like a dictatorship. Right. Uh, is is and, the, the you know, main the, thing? The strong. The word strong in there might. Yeah. Know, the, kind of almost makes it sound like to the people that are unaware of this it's like is this a dictator that basically designates no. uh what happens in twin falls or does does city council still uh get a uh, uh or or is it that basically this person runs on these uh, ideas and then he tries to encourage city council to go ahead and make that happen so some of the major differences i've opened to a textbook page for you mm -hmm. here but you know in strong uh, mayor style uh, it's more like how we imagine a governor or yeah. maybe a president, right? Like yeah. the, the mayor isn't going to be voting on regular issues with city council because they're not a legislator. City councilors are, you know, kind of, especially in our system, they're, they're like legislators. They, yeah. might, they also sometimes have some executive authority, which ours do, but they've pushed a lot of that executive authority to the city manager, the, the authority to, you know, execute decisions, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in a strong mayor system, you would have, legislators, city council people, city who make decisions, mm -hmm. and then it would be the role of the mayor to enact those decisions or potentially veto them. Oh. In a strong mayor system, it's like, mayor a, it's like get that out of here. Yeah. You know, the people don't want this. The buck stops here. Yeah, the buck stops here. And so it's almost like kind of like, we almost kind of like run a government in our city itself. It would be more like, like the a, state government or national government. And it would also, you know, as typical with executives in those systems, the mayor would kind of be the agenda setter. So right? then what happens if he vetoes it? Then what happens? Uh, uh, you know, the, depending on the rules of your city, it's either kind of a done deal or in most places, vetoes are what we call qualified negatives, mm -hmm. just like in Congress. So, yeah. you know, you could potentially overturn a veto with a very high, like, major, super majority consensus. Consensus from the city from council the city or the people? Generally from the city councilors. From the city yeah. council. So it's, it's still kind of, it's the same exact thing uh, that we have, essentially. It's basically taking the role of the manager and giving it to an elected official instead of mm -hmm. to an, an elected official, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, holding them more accountable. And it would also be a separate election. So yeah. you'd have a mayor's election and you'd have city council elections. And probably if we did it in Twin Falls, we'd want to maybe maintain our seven-person city council. Yeah. And then have a eighth person as the, the mayor. As the mayor. I like this idea. Let's uh, let's see it. let's see where that kind of takes us and see what that exactly happens. I think uh, it sounds interesting. It would well, be interesting you know, to see one, what happens. The one style of government we didn't talk about is very much like counties. If you want all kind of executive level officials, you could have a commissioner style city government mm -hmm. where you have all these different people, almost like council uh, council people, but instead each person is running as the commissioner of the police, the commissioner 
of you know wastewater services. Yeah, so everybody's a commission. So everybody's a commissioner, and then we basically department. pick out the, the the we pick out the different commissioners. Yeah, so each person runs to be a. Commissioner so if you're of a not service. too happy about like a particular thing, like the roads or something like that, and you then you're like, like, hey, yeah, listen, you're not really fixing these roads. Let's go ahead and change the commissioner uh, of the roads to somebody yeah, else to go ahead and try to take another uh, whack out of it or something like that. Yeah, so, and that's not a super common form either, but it does operate in in some cities and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my gosh, Barry, we have a lot of ideas here. That's I don't know. Uh, yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff. I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think this is where we're probably going to stop it I here. Think I think that's, it's probably. We're, we're exhausted here. Uh, <laughs> we talked for an hour and 22 minutes here about this stuff, which busy, is nuts. Busy. That's a class period. Yeah, so I think we got a lot of covered. Uh, I'll keep my stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll even post this link to where everybody kind of stands on. I'm having like a share, it's like a shared Excel file, and anybody can oh, click on it. And it's just my look. notes. It's just basically my notes, uh, what I have that I'm kind of like writing down per these people or so forth. That's uh, awesome. Thank and, you for uh, stepping up and really reaching out. Really, to people, yeah, you know? I'm like really reaching here. And I'm it's like, okay, because again, the whole purpose of this is. As long as I've convinced some people, like even from the videos, it's like, oh, that's how that person is. Oh, because it's like they need to see if who they're voting for is exactly how they kind of thought they, they were. were. Yeah. yeah so. On top of that, I just love the idea of give you know providing a platform and some accountability to people who run for office to talk about what they stand for. Right. Yeah. It could definitely, and I'm sure in many many small cities an entire election cycle, right? Voting day arrives and almost no one has talked yeah. to these people depending on if you have a newspaper in your community or a TV yeah. station. We're lucky in Twin Falls. Yeah, we're we lucky. Have we have at least KMVT and Times News. They'll do yeah, some stuff and you know, then you guys uh, did some uh, forms and so forth. So at least there is some of, some information about that. Cool. All right. Well, I think we covered everything that I wanted to talk about uh, and then um, we'll just go from there. That's right. great. Maybe we'll talk in the spring when the legislature starts meeting. Yeah, yeah, keep we'll do them, it. Keep, keep, keep your them, eyes on them. Keep them. Uh, uh, so, so that, uh, so that's going to be who's going to be up for election again. So the next, so the next election will mm -hmm. probably be like in March. Yeah, maybe a school bond thing. Yeah, and then in May we'll have primaries for, for legislature for Congress for so senator and uh, so forth. Do you think those people yeah. might get on here and talk to me? I have to reach out. You know, yeah. our guys, Lee Hyder, Steve. We got Lee Hyder. I don't think Lee Hyder is going to get on this podcast, but uh, there's no Start freaking... inviting him early. Yeah. Hey, you want to get on this podcast? <laughs> uh, and who else? Uh... Uh, Lee Hyder, Steve, uh, Linda Hartgen, excuse me, that uh, mm -hmm. Steve Hartgen's retired. And uh, um, Lance Clow are our local Twin Falls people. Of yeah. course, there's others. Perry, can I be like a senator and uh, um, a city council, a city council person? person as well? Um. I don't think so. We Damn don't say it. Law, but I'm pretty sure you can't simultaneously. I can't run uh, double. We have to look, though. All right. Damn it. All right. I want to be a senator. Start and, at each level and climb yeah, up. Yeah, no, I want to be a senator. And <laughs> governor. Yeah, I, I can't climb Are all the way to president. Are you going to get these governor's candidates on here? Because that's who you need to email. I emailed uh, some of them, and they were like, uh, can I see your portfolio of the people that you've done? You know, I'd now love to talk to them. you have a great portfolio now. Yeah, I have a great portfolio. Look at all these people that I've talked to. So now I'm going to have like potential governors uh, in front of me and so forth, you know. And I like the idea of like, I want to make it so that people 
people can uh, like uh, ask questions for me to ask them as well too. Imagine that, right? It's like yeah, I'll well, be the I'll be like the voice for the people to. I, I uh, heard that we're all going to be living in a hologram future soon. Yeah, heard the, some big announcement by a company yesterday. A so. hologram? Or, or do they say we are living in a hologram? No, we're going to. I'm I'm re- I'm sorry. I mean, so I'm referencing Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse post <laughs> yesterday. Oh, okay. I so thought, maybe we'll get all these hologram people in here in the future. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be very cool. I'm pretty sure that's probably that was totally doable. They ha- they already did that whole like Tupac remember hologram. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That's totally doable. All right, Perry. I think I got a lot of information from you. Thank you we so much learned, for having me. Yeah, we learned a lot. Uh, hey, I'll do a plug. If you're interested in this topic, you can take Political Science 202. Yeah. American state and local government in the spring. Yeah. SSI. It's only on Tuesday. And then you mornings. can talk to Perry as much as you want. Yeah. If you didn't get enough in this very long sit down, you yeah. have a whole semester. Exactly. Have a whole semester of this if you want. Uh, all right, Perry. I think we got it. Uh, thanks for coming out again. Thank and you for uh, having me. Yeah. And uh, yep. See. Have a good day. Have a good one. All right. We stopped that.